This is Ia Mawia at the podcast Fish Heads and Red Gravy, the podcast where we explore all things occult, metaphysical, culturally relevant, and indigenously spiritual. With this podcast, I hope to examine the ways in which marginalized people create a world of beauty out of colonized trauma. And today's episode, episode two, is dedicated to dreams. Dreams versus nightmares. What lives in the dark recesses of our soul space? What are dreams? What are nightmares? Why do some people share their nightmares but not their dreams? Why do some people run from their nightmares? Why do some share their dreams and not their nightmares? Well, I guess one of the first things that I wanted to touch on was what are dreams as as I look at them. And for me, I've always thought of dreams as sort of being like puzzles or even an outline as for an even better example. Think about when you were in middle school or even in high school and you had to write an outline. For me, dreams would be the heading, the major heading, and the subheadings under dreams would be safe places, nightmares, fantasy, sexual playgrounds, and prophetic omens. And those would be my subheadings under dreams. All of those would encompass what a specific dream would look like. So. I do consider nightmares a type of a dream. Um, And I left in prophetic omens because some dreams can be prophetic omens. Some safe place dreams can be prophetic omens. Some nightmares can be prophetic omens. Some fantasy type dreams can be prophetic omens. And sexual playground, of course, can be prophetic omens. And then dreams that just spell it out for me. Um, or prophetic omens or dreams where somebody is telling me something that is sort of like a parable or a riddle. And usually it's my um, spirit guide, my grandfather or my grandmother coming to tell me something that is very um, prophetic. It stands out as just that. Um, And then I want to just think about why we should always interpret dreams, whether they are um, nightmares or what we consider dreams, however you reference dreams. The internet defined dreams as being disturbing, entertaining, bizarre stories and images that our minds create while we sleep. Okay. And to jump back to fantasy, the reason why I um, sort of delineate between fantasy and um sexual playground dreams because some people may consider uh, sexual playground dreams as a part of fantasy. For me, growing up, I loved playing Dungeons and Dragons with my brother and and his friends and his friend group. And that is a fantasy type dream for me. There is no sexual innuendos in those type of dreams. But what I do um, have is like, for instance, um, uh, being um, Medusa, portraying, taking on the persona of Medusa and, um, you know, um, interacting with other players and, you know, taking them out, killing them, destroying them, annihilating them, however you want to say it. Um, And maybe there is some hiccup on the route to their annihilation or some hiccup that prevents me from annihilating them. And usually what those type of dreams would signal to me is that I am um, 
fearful of something. When I have the fantasy type dreams, there is a fear that I'm encountering. It could be that I'm about to do a presentation and I'm worried about a certain aspect of um, the room the, or the my dress or, you know, whether or not I um, have my note cards in order, you know, things like that. Um, I remember once having that fantasy type dream as Medusa and on en route to um, taking out some um, some uh, adversaries I tripped on my cloak and then I remember I had to do a presentation that next day when I got up I had these shoes these awkward shoes but they were new shoes and I thought that they would look great with the suit that I was going to wear and and um, and having this um, trying them on again you know that day with the note cards and practicing in the mirror and the heel broke and so that was sort of a signal to me you know that I didn't need to wear those shoes definitely but that dream made me get up and think about you know practicing in 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 full gear you know to see how that would feel like what that would look like and what elements of that um Medusa tripping were were being um you know, um, um, described to me, you know, were being foretold, you know, in a sense. And so that helped me to do that. So usually when I have those fantasy type dreams, they are helping me to see that there may be some fear I'm encountering. There may be some type of hiccup, some clumsy thing. Cause I'm, I'm, I'll be the first to tell you that I, I, I do have a rather clumsy nature. So those type of things, you know, um, not so much that I can't accomplish the goal, but that there may be something, an obstacle that may be preventing me from doing my best work in terms of, um, of accomplishing that goal. All right. And um, in terms of nightmares, I want to give you an example about that. I had a client, a person who come to me, came to me um, for dream interpretation. And this individual thought that the dream was, was a nightmare, but also that it was crazy and impossible. And so it was a dream about, um, it was a dream about, uh, what she thought at first was a pterodactyl, you know, a, a dinosaur bird, you know, flying. And she was in, in the period of, um, you know, in that time period, you know, caveman times and all that. And so she was with her family, but they were all, you know, um, you know, looking like first first humans, you know, at that point with loincloth and everything. And so they were running from cave to cave while this what she assumed at first was a pterodactyl. Then she said it morphed into more of a dime, more more of a um, dragon, and it started spewing fire all over the place. And they were running from cave to cave, and as they ran, these um, caves would blow up and explode, and they would just keep running and running and running. And she remembered just waking up and feeling really hot and sweaty and scared. And then she thought to herself, "This is ridiculous. You know, we're you know this is, we're not even in this time period. What am I afraid of? What is going on?" And so we talked about it, and she laughed about it thought it was crazy and crazy too crazy to even bring up but then I talked to her and I, I we started to you know examine her past and I said well have you ever lived in a house that was on fire that you know that had a fire at, you know and so she said yeah you know um she can remember exactly three times in her life you know as a child um an electrical fire um as a very young child, like elementary school age, and then in middle school, you know, um, a, a purse, um, her parents had taken some foster children, and one of the kids set the house, part of the house on fire, and then as an adult, you know, having lived in an apartment that, you know, suffered a fire. 
but she was in the process of trying to purchase her first home and um she was dealing still with those same issues of fire you know and, and i said well that's something that you need to look at when you start to look at these homes make sure you have somebody come with you who's an electrician to look into maybe the wiring and things like that in the home and you know st really study the age of the home not just think about you know it's a beautiful house you know cosmetically and I want to move in but you know bring people with you to really examine the home and she said that she there were a couple of houses you know on her list that she really liked that did have some type of structural issues she found you know after her research and bringing along an electrician so that's what I mean when I say that there's nothing too crazy or too silly that we can't pull some type of um, um, element from it that may be working within our regular life or in our everyday life that we um, can see or utilize as a means to, you know, help us progress and not make, um, you know, detrimental mistakes. Um, another thing that I that the internet um, that I saw on the internet that wasn't Wikipedia related, these were from some some um, sources, some research scientists, and they said that um, when we sleep, we dream, you know, naturally during that rapid eye movement phase, the REM, the REM phase, and our dreams can last from one minute up to 30 minutes long. And and these lucid dreams, they mentioned that are dreams in which you know you're dreaming. It's between the REM state and, and between the state of us being awake. And they said that sometimes lucid dreamers influence their dreams by changing the story, especially in nightmare spaces. Um, others would argue, some, some researchers would argue that allowing our dreams to play out gives us the meat and the potatoes in which to dissect accurate meaning. And I would, and, and I would agree with that sometimes. Now, if you're somebody who feel like your dream space is plagued by nightmares, and you really, really feel like you've examined everything in your everyday life and you can't find a correlation then and you want to get rid of that. You know, you're finding that it's affecting your waking space. You know, you can't, you know, get through your job back or you're too tired, you, you know, you're fussy and all those kind of things. Then there are some things that I would do. And so one of the first things that I would do because I'm going to give you a few tips on dealing with dream space. But one of the first things that I would do if you feel that you suffer from nightmares, if you, you're really calling it suffering from nightmares, then I would purchase an Oregon pyramid. And you can get those off of Etsy or Amazon or even at your local New Age shop. And these help to get rid of EMF, electromagnetic frequencies, you know, from our cell phones and things like that in the night while we sleep. But also they help us to um, reach that lucid dream phase where we can, um, you know, take more control of what's happening in our dreams. So back to that example of the of the um, lady with the um, pterodactyl who morphed into a, a dragon if she was constantly being plagued by that and wanted to rid herself of that in a sense she could um, purchase like I said the Oregon um, pyramid from Etsy it has all the gem it has different types of gems and things like that in it and um, she could use that to help her to when she reaches that that dream that re if it's a reoccurring dream of the of the um, dragon 
where she could have power, you know, some type of power. Maybe she can have power to freeze the dragon or something like that, or some type of power where she could overcome the situation or give power to her family members and things like that. So when you when you have that lucid phase, you're aware that you're dreaming and you can take control of your dream. You become the superhero, the superpower that, that can, you know, lash out against anything, okay? And so the way we would do that, like I say, after you purchase it, then you would place it. What I do is place it in a, a, a soil bed. It could be inside of a potted plant that you keep in the house um, for 20 to 30 minutes or outside, but not, not in too much direct sunlight. Because some of the um, Oregon pyramids, they are not meant for a, a lot of, you know, sunlight. But you, keep, I would place it in that soil, which is most important to me, grounding it. Soil from my area, my, around my house, you know, or a place that I um, hold dear. You know what I'm saying? It could be if you don't, if you live in an apartment and that's an issue in terms of soil, then it could be your, near your mother's house or near your favorite, you know, um, if it's near a church that you that you love or that you grew up around or, you know, something like that, a place that brings you some type of um, comfort, okay? You can use soil from that. Place it inside of a, the soil inside, inside of a flower pot and then place the Oregon pyramid in there for 20 to 30 minutes. While it's in there for those 20 to 30 minutes, you ring a bell around it to wake up and activate the gems inside of it. Um, you can play Tibetan singing bowl music from YouTube, download some music from YouTube, put some music on from YouTube, or if you have a Tibetan singing bowl, you can do that as well. You can play it around. You're still doing this during this 20 to 30 minute period. All right. Once that 20 to 30 minute period is up, take the pyramid, hold the base of the pyramid, the flat part onto, you know, over your heart. And then you make your petition in terms of what you would like it to do in, while you're in that dream space. If you would like it to, to um, you know, endow you with some type of superhuman strength while you're in your lucid phase, say that. If you would just like it to release those dreams, um, those nightmares from your space, say that. Whatever it is that you would like for it to do, you say it while it's placed over your heart. Then you place it on the side of your bed, on top of books, or on top of a nightstand, head, you know, head level, and you go to sleep like you would normally do. Now, some people, what they would do for an extra um, boost is, your, you know, get your glass of water, put it on the side of your bed, put the, you know, put the Oregon um, pyramid on top of the water, you know, after you've done all the same things for 20, 30 minutes, you know, with the bell and the Tibetan singing bowl or bowl music, Place it over the the glass of water, you know, for about five minutes. Then you can drink that water and then place your um, pyramid on the side of your bed just like you would and go to sleep. And that water will help you. Now, you could leave the water there and leave the pyramid on top of the water. That's even better because then that allow it to trap anything that would be trying to get to you. Sort of like a... Um, sort of like a, a, a you know, um, it just, it would sort of, I guess... It would just trap it. It would trap that energy, that negative energy that would be trying to get to your space um, inside that water. And then in the morning, you could pour that water into the toilet and flush it. Um, so, yeah, it would be like a dream catcher, you know, in a, in a sense, that water with the Oregon um, on top of it. So that's one of the things that I wanted to, to mention in terms of that. Um, 
And so that's why I say, like I said, that dreams to me are very, very important. Um, it doesn't matter if they are a nightmare in a sense or whatever type of dream. There is always something from that that you can gather from it if you examine it. And there are books on Amazon you can Google to help you with dream interpretations. Or you could find a, a person, who, a diviner or, a, or someone who deals with dream interpretations. Someone in that spiritual realm who deals with that, you know, and they can help you to examine, you know, what's going on in, in your dreams. Um, some people believe that nightmares come from stress, trauma, medication, over-medication, illnesses, and emotional problems. And this is this is also true. Um, and you can examine that, too. If you're thinking about if you're having that nightmare, like the sister again, with the... Um, with a dragon, then she might think about some stress or some things that she's dealing with, maybe at work or at home. She might think about some trauma, you know, like the house, the houses in her past, um, excuse me, catching fire. That might be something that she thinks about. She may think about the medications that she's taking and would those have any side effects? She can go and Google that and find that out if she doesn't um, still have her, her um, pamphlet that comes with a prescription illnesses, any type of emotional problems in her family or within herself, all of those things that play into assessing the interpretations of the dreams, okay? For myself, I guess one of the reasons why I really jumped on this as being episode two, a topic for episode two, is because I have been having some recurring dreams. And, um, and they would fall under the category, the subheading of nightmare. And the first one was about a woman trying to run me over while at my job. And that did happen. And that was a recurring dream three nights in a row. The second one was a woman spinning at me and telling me black lives don't matter, you know, while in the process of working at my job. And that did happen. Recurring dream three nights in a row. And then um, children about to come to blows, you know, over the same issue, you know, black lives. Um, and, and that did happen, recurring dream. And then recently, very recently, I had a dream about um, a white male at my job hiding out in seclusion and me going in an area where that person was not knowing that they were there looking for something to help us a child with. And that person jumping out and um, actually stabbing me in my neck and trying to stab me in my chest and my hand sort of, you know, pushing and fighting at the, the um, what looked like an arrowhead, not really even a knife. Um, and so that, that got me to thinking about talking about dreams and dream interpretations and how sometimes when we don't assess our dreams, we forget about them. Later on, they have the tendency to sort of play out. You know, so it's important that we 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 attack them when they happen. Um, I'm still working and processing the last one. Naturally, I don't want that to play out in that manner, um, but I'm still working on and assessing that. And I know that it's a volatile time, so symbolism and imagery in that may actually not it may be a real thing. You know, that it may be really what it is, and so. I am very cognizant of where I am. I know it's a hotbed um, situation. And so that's something that after talking, you know, channeling um, my grandfather through my own divination methods, Black Mirror Scrying, 
and he said, you know, make sure you carry your pepper spray, spray on you, you know, and make sure you carry um, a notation of this, of the, 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 you know, the elements of this dream, you know, with you. And so I've been doing that. And so that's why it's important that when somebody comes to us to, 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 um, relay their dream, we should be honored that they want to share it with us, um, that they want to share their untamed territory with us, their dream space. And, and, and don't fucking judge them. Listen and try to be a private detective, not just a regular everyday dick. Be a detective. Help them get to the root of the problem. You know, I mean, it's hard enough for people to share things that they think are, or, um, you know, that, that, that really open them up to you and for you to just, you know, you know, say, you know, you woke up, don't worry about it. It's not helpful to that individual. Um, if you, if you have a reoccurring night or dream that you, that falls under any of those categories that I listed earlier, then, you know, don't get into the habit of, 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 um, of avoiding the issue. Um, and sometimes we have a, a tendency to do that. And then we, we recognize that in some instances we, um, it's an, it's, it's a reminder that chaos is on the way or can, can result if we continue to keep ignoring. So it's important that we, we, we try to dissect it with, you know, within ourselves or with someone else using a notepad, right? Taking notes, writing all that information down, whatever method you want to use, but you use that and, and, and hopefully you can get, um, you know, some clarity going with that. Um, dream researchers, scientists say that, um, Dreams help us solve life's problems. They ingrain memories and they help us process our emotions. Um, so like I said, with that sleeping, with the glass of water, you could just use a glass of water, sleep with it, position near the nightstand, just like you would that 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 um, Oregon pyramid. But you could just use a glass of water if you don't have the pyramid or while you wait for the pyramid. You can have a quartz, you can drop a quartz crystal in the water or on the side of the water. And that helps to prevent nightmares. Um, that's something that you can do to do that. Um, Sigmund Freud believed that dreams are windows into our subconscious and that they reveal our true unconscious desires, thoughts, and motivation. Freud believed that in our dreams, we satisfy our urges and desires that we're, that weren't acceptable to society. Now, you, you deal with that one, okay? Um, I think that a lot of it is subconscious but it's also conscious very conscious ideas that we're going through for some of us um and if you're the type of person who feel like you know i want to start trying to interpret my dreams keep a tape recorder app on your phone to record your dreams use that a tape recorder app you can do that some people find it's hard to start trying to write it down or if they have a journal a journal is good to keep on the side of the bed as well but if you're somebody who feel like okay i just i, I can say it but if i start writing it i'm going to start forgetting it i'm going to start thinking about how to put it in you know correct grammar you know how to get my punctuation and all that then use the tape recorder app then you can transfer it to a journal give it a title because titles also help us to recall so if you give it a title you may start to recall different things avenues from it and that might help you. Um, if you're thinking about how to have um, pleasing and pleasant dreams um, instead of, um, you know, traumatic or way out there dreams, it doesn't have to be traumatic. It just be way out there. Something that you just like, I, I ain't ready for that. Then you could burn mugwort on a um, charcoal disc um, or you could have dropped some OSHA 
in the water, some liquid OSHA. Um, some drink some thyme tea. That's good for it as well. Um, you can wear a locket with anise and tobacco inside, and that helps you have some calming dreams. You could even um, wear something made of silver. That helps with um, calming our dreams down, our dream space. Sprinkle cedar chips in water with a little cayenne. You could put some lavender in water and put that under in a bowl under the bed. Um, bay leaf, you know, bay leaf in some bowls, just dry bay leaf in some bowls around the four corners of your bed. Wear amethyst, um, hematite, tourmaline. That helps as well. Or you can place those crystals or those stones on your dresser or in your area around your bed. And that helps as well. You know, and it also helps us when we wake up to help us be able to interpret our dreams better. Um, I have I made some notes and I was just looking over everything to make sure I hit everything that I wanted to say. Um, Alarm, uh, alarm clocks, sometimes they disturb our dream space. Some people like them to set them because they feel like if they start to have nightmares, the alarm clock will wake them up before anything traumatic happens, usually, because um, it just happens that way for them, they feel. Um, if you're somebody who really wants to invest in your dreams, then you might want to turn that off. If you're somebody who wants to stop having a lot of um, EMF transmissions in your room, you might want to put your cell phone in a different room because some individuals feel like that contributes to their nightmares or dreams, traumatic dream space. And um, you can do that. But I understand we're all, you know, we're living times where we really want to get our information or our messages. So by keeping that Oregon pyramid in your room, that will help, you know, cut down on a lot of that EMF transmission. Um, and, you know, just examine your dreams. You could get a book, like I said, off of Amazon that talks about, you know, dream space and how to interpret dreams. And you could contact individuals who would help you with that as well. I so hope that this episode of Fish Heads and Bread Gravy helped you out with dreams. And if you have any questions about dreams, you can always hit me up at mawia, M-A-W-I-Y-A-H at bellsouth.net. And I would be happy to help you. Love you much. Mwah.